1: This is WSBT's Community Update on 961 WSBT. Good morning, I'm John Hoffman. The number of coronavirus cases locally is at its highest yet. An update from early in the week from St. Joseph County Deputy Health Officer, Dr. Mark Fox, with Bob Montgomery on WSBT 22's First in the Morning.
2: Currently, we have about 1,400 people in the county with active infections, so that's the highest number we've had at any point in the pandemic. We have seven straight days with more than a hundred new cases per day, which is really concerning. We're at about seventy-six people in the hospital. It's kind of been 75 to 80 for for most of the last week or so, um, which also is the highest number we've seen throughout the pandemic. And October, we're only, you know, two-thirds way through the month. It's been our deadliest month by a long shot. So um, you know, previously in May we had 25 deaths, September we had 24. Uh, we're at almost 40 now. Where are
3: these cases, and I hate to, to talk about deaths in a statistic space because these are people, these are families impacted, but w- where are these cases coming from? Are they, are they generally elderly in the nursing homes? Has
2: that parameter changed? In terms of deaths, it has not changed. The hospitalizations has shifted. It's The average age is about 10 years younger than what we've seen through most of the pandemic, so More 50 and 60 year olds in the hospital currently. Um, Infections really are across the board. You know, in August we saw the spike in college age students. September we saw nursing home patients. Now we're just seeing it across all age groups.
3: Yes, is Notre Dame's uptick, recent uptick, uh, contributing to this at all?
2: Minimally. uh, You know, their numbers, while they they're high compared to where they've been over the last six weeks they're really pretty modest in terms of the overall county volume. Uh,
3: Just a few days ago, we talked about Elkhart County on the state map, moving from its yellow to its orange category, which means it's a a wider spread. Is there any danger that that St. Joseph County is on that verge? And also going back to that, Elkhart County talked about the possibility of having harsher restrictions on education going to a more virtual-only option uh, compared to what we're seeing currently in St. Joseph County. Is St. Joseph County on the verge of doing
2: something like that? Just to be clear, I don't think St. Joseph County is in any better position than Elkhart County right now. So that we're not in orange is dumb luck. It's because it's driven by the percent positivity, and we do a lot of surveillance testing at Notre Dame, and that drives our numbers down. So it makes us look better on that map than we really are. So very clearly, we're not in any better shape than Elkhart County. Um, I think with flu season approaching, we're going to see a lot more kids out with respiratory symptoms. I suspect that a lot more schools are going to have to retract and go online. Um, And given how widespread the virus is right now, uh, I would be fully supportive of that sooner rather than later. I think flu season is going to be very difficult to manage. What can we do to stop that from happening? Everything we've been saying. So I really think people need to assume that anytime they're gathered in public with people outside their family, they they need to assume someone in that space is infected and they ought to act accordingly. And so wearing a mask and being physically distant anytime you're with people that don't live in your household.
3: Are we seeing any evidence that that kids are actually either transmitting or getting it at school. We know that there are cases in schools. We've seen the dashboard numbers come out, but is the evidence coming that they're getting it in the school building, or is it from their extracurricular activities, hanging out with the friends, that's where they're getting it?
2: In St. Joseph County, mostly what we've seen are extracurricular and social gatherings. Elkhart has reported that they've seen some school-based transmission. We've not been able to demonstrate that yet. Um, but we're certainly seeing a lot from extracurricular exposure.
3: There has been a lot of talk. In fact, I got a question from a viewer uh, just yesterday who asked about COVID immunity, that if you've had it before, are you immune? And therefore, if you are immune, do you need to wear a mask?
2: So we have begun to see now a couple of cases of true documented reinfection in St. Joseph County. Um, So people who had it in April, May, had negative tests subsequently, and became reinfected. So clearly, uh, we're in the window of time where people are gonna begin to experience reinfection. There's a lot we still don't know about how long and how protective the immunity is, or whether, while you might not get sick when you're exposed to the virus, could you still be transmitting it? And remember, the mask is not so much about protecting yourself as protecting others. So people who have been infected may still be at risk for transmitting, and need to stay in a mask. We, we talked about, we're
3: about out of time, but I wanted to ask you this. We're basically talking a lot of doom and gloom so far this morning because the numbers don't warrant otherwise. Do you have any reason for optimism?
2: You know, right now, I'm, I am as concerned as I've been at any point in the pandemic. And I feel like I probably said that a week ago as well. Um, our numbers keep getting worse. There's a lot of pandemic fatigue among the general public there's a lot of pandemic fatigue among healthcare workers. workers. And we're getting into a colder season where the virus will transmit more readily. People will spend more time indoors. So there's a lot concerning about the next 10, 12 weeks. And I think we need to behave accordingly. Okay. That's what concerns me right now.
1: Deputy Health Officer Dr. Mark Fox on WSBT 22's First in the Morning. As area hospitals fill up with coronavirus patients, the statewide death toll is reaching new levels too. A large amount of those who died are from our area. Hospital beds in both St. Joseph and Elkhart counties are getting hard to come by.
4: The data shows an increasing number of them won't ever check out.
2: These are people who likely absent COVID would still be alive. You know, COVID clearly has shortened their life. And yes, it's been Predominantly elderly and predominantly people with other underlying medical problems, but COVID has shortened their life
4: of the nearly 300 Hoosiers who've died so far this month of the coronavirus close to 20% of them are from either St. Joseph or Elkhart counties. That's despite the fact that the counties account for just 7% of the state's population. The people who have died are, are just not a number. They are real people. They were out in the community or they were contributing in some way. They were friends. They had family who visited them. Um, They had things to offer the community. And instead, they died. And they didn't die from old age or accidents or anything like that, they died from a disease that could have been prevented. In Elkhart County, the positivity rate sits at 20 percent, the highest it's ever been. Community spread is driving the surge. Health officer Dr. Lydia Mertz says the only thing that will stop this is people stepping up. Elkhart County as a community needs to under needs to decide what they're going to do. Are they going to make this community a safe place to live? or are they going to disregard the guidelines because they don't like them? Neighboring St. Joseph County has seen a majority of the deaths. Unlike Elkhart, most of them have been in nursing homes. Deputy Health Officer Dr. Mark Fox expects hospitalizations and deaths to increase.
2: We tend to think of hospitalizations and death both as lagging indicators that follow a rise in cases. This has not been, you know, this has been almost simultaneous.
4: Every hospital in our area is bringing out their plans for surge capacity and rolling back elective procedures. Both doctors say if these trends continue, more restrictive measures will have to be considered.
1: WSBT 22's Max Lewis reporting. Former South Bend Mayor Pete Buttigieg has been spending a lot of time stumping for Democrats across the country in the weeks leading up to the November 3rd election. News Channel 3 in Kalamazoo caught up with him in West Michigan this past week.
5: So uh, I'm here because this is so important and Michigan is going to be central to the outcome of the election. Uh, we've got the most important presidential election of our lifetimes. Uh, I believe it's very important that we return Gary Peters to the U.S. Senate. We got uh, John Holey running for house here. So many important races going on. And uh, look, Michigan voters could have the future of the country in their hands. And it's important to me to explain why I'm backing the Biden Harris ticket and candidates up and down the ballot. And uh, as you know, it's not even about an election day coming up. It's about a voting season underway. So I want to make sure we get the word out about early voting options too so people can find a safe way to vote that makes sense for them.
0: Now, right now COVID-19 cases here in Michigan are skyrocketing. We had our highest case load the other day in yeah. a single day. Now, What can you tell us about what the Biden-Harris Ticket strategy for combating COVID-19 is?
5: Well, uh, uh, a future President Biden would not settle for what we have now, which is objectively the worst COVID outcomes of any country in the developed world. Uh, He has a plan. Uh, He's ready to make sure that a vaccine is distributed. But until we have that vaccine, uh, that we rely on testing and a comprehensive plan where you're actually going to see the president reinforcing what doctors and governors and mayors are trying to do and say. instead of contradicting them. The current president attacked people for wearing a mask. He's attacking Dr. Fauci. It is a totally politicized approach, and obviously it's failed because, again, by the numbers, we are doing the worst in the developed world. It's not good enough, it will change under Joe Biden. Did you see the president's comments about Fauci today? Uh, I saw that there was a tweet that unfortunately is par for the course. Uh, The president of the United States should be backing up the leadership of our public health agencies that are saving lives, not uh, tweeting, bizarre random things about baseball uh, while attacking uh, public health officials. This is a kind of amateur hour performance that has helped explain why the U.S. is doing so much worse than other countries right now.
0: Now, we do have a Supreme Court nomination on the table from Notre Dame, um, which has personal ties there. Can we just... Give me your thoughts on this whole situation
5: right now. Well, uh, you know, I'm with the majority of Americans who believe it's the winner of this presidential election who should choose the next Supreme Court justice. And look, this is personal. This is not about obscure academic points of of law. This is about whether we get to keep our health care. That's a case coming before the Supreme Court in a matter of weeks. It's about whether folks like me get to stay married. I mean, this is really personal, serious, and important stuff that's coming before the court. And uh, again, like most Americans, I think the people ought to have a say.
0: Now, one of those comments or one of those topics that have been coming up recently is packing the court now
5: we haven't heard specifically from
0: biden on whether he will commit to or commit to not doing that um Have you heard anything from him about that?
5: Uh, So I've seen what he said publicly, and I I think he's trying to make sure that the other side is not successful in changing the subject because we've got an immediate issue in front of us right now where health care and so many other issues are at stake. And uh, we've got to stay focused on that. We can debate structural issues in the future. I hope we do. Uh, But right now we've got an election on our hands. We've got a nomination on our hands. And we we need the Senate GOP to start listening to the people. Now, if the Republican-led Senate
0: confirms... ACB and President, or and Biden becomes President, would you support adding justices to the Supreme Court?
5: Well, I, you know, uh, everything has to be on the table when it comes to making sure we have a less politicized Supreme Court. But again, my hope is that the, the voices of the people are actually heard right now in this process and on this path. Now, what are some of those
0: differences we'd see in foreign policy in a Biden administration versus a Trump administration?
5: Well, first of all, you'd see uh, a focus on actually building up our relationships and our alliances. You know, when I was deployed overseas, I saw firsthand how our alliances are part of what keeps us safe. They're part of what protects America. And we've got a president incapable of getting along with our allies, let alone negotiating effectively with our adversaries. That has a real cost. Uh, the other thing I, that you won't see is uh, a continuation of the way President Trump has been repeatedly played and fooled by China. Just to give you one example, uh, when China was deceiving the world about corruption. You can look this up. Uh, president Trump praised Xi Jinping for his transparency. If it's that easy to manipulate the president of the United States, American security suffers. It's going to be different under Joe Biden. Now, we're having a war of words
0: between the governor here and President Trump, especially regarding her ki- the atten- uh, alleged plot to kidnap her. And she says that a lot of the president's rhetoric could do with this. The president is obviously fighting back on that. When you see things like this happening in our political atmosphere, what are you thinking?
5: I think this is not normal. This is not okay, And this is a feature of what it's like to live during the Trump administration. One more reason we've got to move on from this chaos. And uh, I think most of us can come together around this. You don't have to be a Democrat to think that there's something deeply disturbing about an extremist terrorist plot against a Midwestern governor actually being uh, in some ways encouraged by the president of the United States. That's not normal. Republican or Democrat has got to end. Now, what have you learned from voters here in Michigan today? Well, what I'm seeing is a real focus on uh, folks' everyday lives. Uh, You know, voters are concerned with whether they're going to be able to get health care, whether the economy is going to improve, what it's going to take to get us through this pandemic so that we can be back in school, back to work on a normal basis. Uh, All of that means a change in leadership, and that's part of why this election is so critically important give me your 15-second pitch to swing voters. Well, it's uh, this, you know, our future is on the line. Uh, We got a president who just doesn't care about us, and we can do better. You may not agree with Joe Biden on absolutely everything, but you know you're going to have in the Oval Office a decent person who cares about us, who's going to guide us forward, and whose first instinct when he gets up in the morning is to bring people together, not to divide. And then my last question here
0: is just exactly how important is Ensuring
5: voter turnout this time around I mean we're in a state that went red by 10,000 Votes
0: four years ago. It's
5: absolutely Critical. There are some people deciding how they're Going to vote. There are some people deciding whether They're going to vote and if there was ever a time In your entire life to vote, it's now Uh, It's easier than ever to find uh, Information about whether you're registered To vote early and we hope people do Vote early, avoid the lines and it's a great way to to Get ahead of these things Uh, But uh, look, it's never mattered more And uh, every one of us has different reasons why It's personal. Mine have to do with health care and a lot of other things. Um, But, uh, you know, this is no time to be on the sidelines.
1: Former South Bend Mayor Pete Buttigieg on the campaign trail in Michigan for Joe Biden and others on Democratic tickets.
5: The views expressed on
1: WSBT's Community Update are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the views of the host, WSBT Radio, its staff or management. Join us again next week on Community Update on the Sports Leader. 96.1 WSBT.